Okay, cool. Welcome, welcome back, people, to another episode of One Step Away From. My name is T, and I'll be your host for today. Mm-hmm. Um, so today's topic, some viewers may and listeners may find emotional, controversial, and some conspiracy in there too. So with that being said, I have to reiterate that the conversations we have are of our own opinion, through our life, experience, and of course, due diligence in research. Yes, I am talking about the pandemic that's held us hostage for the past four months, COVID-19. That's the topic for today, boys. Yeah, boy. I'm just going to jump straight into it, boys. What what is COVID-19? Okay, you're not starting off late, are you? (laughs) Nope. Jumping Um, right in it. What is COVID-19? Well, I guess... The question is, what have we been told COVID-19 is? Um, If I go off my own knowledge base, I think COVID-19 is a... Oh, boy, this is... I don't want to step into a... uh, Actually, in fact, what I will say is that COVID-19 is something, something that has caused a reaction in the world like I have never seen before in my lifetime. And, uh... Some people might call it a sign of the times. You can read into that as much as you want. Some people might say it's a conspiracy. You can read into that as much as you want. And some people might say that it is actually a uh, pandemic, a world pandemic. Or is it an epidemic? I can't remember. There's a correct wording for that. One of them. It has a mick on the end anyway. So apparently it is a virus um, that you can catch uh, through airwaves, through saliva, fluids and stuff like that which has the symptoms of cold and flu-like symptoms. And apparently that can then exacerbate into your respiratory system where you will die, basically, um, because you're unable to get the oxygen into your system. Um, And that has apparently knocked the world for six um, in terms of death rates, um, has increased dramatically. And the response to that across the world has been what we see now, which is uh, isolation, even though we're coming out of the other end of it now. However, they speak about a second coming. Um, so in terms of what I feel COVID is, I personally feel that it is something that is led by government officials uh, in, in, order, in order to get us into a position where we are Oh, it's difficult to say this without going. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. Like, like I said, like I said on the I'm intro, gonna, I'm going to jump in. It in might a minute. be controversial. <laughs> it's, um... it's 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 a governmental-led initiative, um, and a lot of people will might disagree, but I believe that is the case in regards to the outcomes that I'm seeing. Now, the outcomes that I'm seeing is there's policies being put in place that are almost being reactive or being seen as if it's law. It's not law. This is not a law. You cannot be convicted for not abiding by isolation policies. However, there's been legal ramifications that's been added onto this, such as fines and almost curfews. Without saying it, they're almost saying curfews. Now, that's not legal by any means. And some people might argue it it is. It is a civil request. Get that in your head, people. It's a civil re-request. It can be put to a level of, um, I guess military action which would be a military state but that's a whole different matter but at this current stage it's a civil request so yeah okay okay i'll i'll jump on in the back of that 
um, first and foremost, I think we um, the severity of deaths in this time period where it was announced as a global pandemic, epidemic, pandemic, um, we have to kind of appreciate people have lost their lives in that period. And depending on their stance on what they believe, like people have lost their lives, people have lost family members, whether it's been connected to it, whether it's been directly direct result or they've had COVID-like symptoms, I think we need to kind of just appreciate and rest in peace to anyone that's been affected to that and obviously thoughts and condolences. However, similar to where case stand, and yes, it is a real thing, one way or the other, where it be an economic push, a governmental push or a actual health push or or exposure uh this is up for debate however for me i'm going to start off with a pace where i'm sure you guys will be able to kind of bounce off from so for, so for me uh i believe um there is something there is a virus out there but how it came that's where i have to ask questions and by asking questions i try to kind of look do research understand now i'm going to use a particular person as a uh just as a benchmark in terms of how this discussion may develop uh bill gates okay so for me doing a bit of research and whatnot and don't, i'm not i'm not going to lie and say that I've, i'm really clued up on it but from what i've kind of looked which is to the public knowledge it's online you can find it it's, it's not hard to find 2017 and it's on youtube bill gates amongst other people i'm not just going to use him but like i said this is public bill gates speaks about there being a deadly epidemic coming and listen to this like the key words that he said was either naturally or intentionally not my word these are not my words guys like i'm sure if you've seen it or, or whatnot if you haven't it's out there to be heard it, like the words are either naturally or intentionally 2017 so i'm not even going further back in terms of when he started finding certain things i'm not going to go there to uh, october 2019 there is a, a scheme called event 201 so remember the official coronavirus kind of how it filtered through onto the news that started around about december 2019 october 2019 October 18th, 2019, there's a scheme called Event 201. And I'm just going to read this out because it's not on the top of my head. I'm not, I'm not going to claim that I knew this from day one, but this is what I found. Um, so just bear with me. So the, uh, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted Event 201. This was a high-level pandemic exercise on October 18, 2019 in New York. Uh, the exercise illustrated areas where public slash private partnerships will be nece necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish larger-scale economic and so societal consequences. Event 201 simulated an outbreak of a zoonotic coronavirus transmitted from bats to pigs to people that eventually becomes efficiently transmittable from person to person, leading to a severe pandemic. I could go on. I really could go on. Um, this event twenty. It's disgusting. This event twenty one 
like if you look up guys like i said we can add the descriptions this isn't just me making something up it's out there to be seen it's all there and and literally what's played out over the last four or five months is pretty much what was simulated in inverted commas uh so this is where questions get raised for me i could go on but I, I, i'm sure you guys get where i'm coming from in terms of this was this information I'm, I'm going to be honest this information was new to me until maybe a few days ago uh and when you read it like i said even the examples like from bats to pigs like even if you're simulating it in my opinion at least use different animals so <laughs> when you announce it on the news it's not the exact same animals that they're referring to how it started in real life this these are this is people's lives at state and uh, mental and physical and i just feel like something like this obviously wasn't well documented but to be fair it was documented so i'm going to leave the pace or set the pace at that that's my stance in terms of i appreciate that there are people who have been affected there are people that have had health issues that have left led to deaths the numbers are out there to be seen the accuracy of it i don't know but i'm going to leave my start on this conversation as with the event 201 and for the listeners out there look it up Cool. Yeah, I hear all that. Knowing those things there that you're mentioning, um, I've looked into them bits there. But I'm gonna come from a different, a bit of a different perspective with this whole um, COVID um, scenario that we seem to be living in at the moment. Um, I've worked straight through. Obviously, you've got the whole furlough scheme. Um, it's been affecting people's households and that. And I've worked straight through this um, whole pandemic, and um, I've seen a change in behaviours. I've seen a change in people's habits, um, just that social norms, that social behavior, just even the thing of saying hello. I've seen that change. Now, when the first whole lockdown happened, I saw people, well, we all saw people losing their heads, losing their heads. And what was apparent to me for this is that a change was coming at the end of it. So my perspective on what COVID is. I've fully accept and respect the fact that people have lost their lives. Um, yeah, and it's, it's affected a lot of people, you know, and my condolences do go out to, to, those, to those people. I've been fortunate enough not to have that around me at the moment. Um, through, I don't know, fortune or whichever way you want to look at it. Um, but then I've been going back through this and it's, a, it's, I think, really, it's the government that have set things on the wrong path. Panics people, panic buying, and there's just new norms are coming in now. New norms and new behaviours. Like, it's, it's a hard one for me to fathom, really, because I don't know anything different. I've never lived through anything like this before, but I've seen, I've, I've seen a lot change in the past like four months just in human behaviour, and I think that was the whole plan, really. Yeah, and that's why I'll leave it at that pace there. Cool. Jump I think I'll jump on the back of what uh, S said. Um, I do believe that um, this this so-called pandemic is is you know is real, and I also think that at the same time, I think it was deliberately put amongst the population to kind of cause havoc. You know, um, I believe the. It's very difficult to say, but 
it, it almost appears like, you know, it was purposely put amongst the population. I mean, prior to Christmas, everybody was going about their merry way and, um, you know, living their normal lives. And then, you know, within the space of, you know, we were, we were all watching it on the screens, weren't we? It was in Europe first. And, um, you know, it was obviously it was in China and then started to spread into Europe and places like Italy in particular. And then, you know, before you know it, it it's here and it's, it's causing havoc and people have died as a result. Uh, I, I just, I, I, I believe that, um, you know, that there are, that there's a lot that we don't know about it, but I also think, um, the government in some way has got a hand in it and that's my take on it for now okay um yeah well the original question is what is COVID-19 I mean on the surface it's a uh, a virus underneath the the umbrella or the crown of the coronavirus COVID-19 is just a specified um, strain of it, I guess you would say, strain the right word, strain. Yeah. So, so on the surface, that's what we've been told it is. Like uh, Kay said, it affects your respiratory system. You know, um, they say it started in China, as um, Donald Trump likes to call it, the the, the invisible virus from China, <laughs> the invisible enemy from China, as he likes to, to continue to say it to this day. So on on the surface, that's what it is. It's something that's affected a lot of people. It's uh, taken a lot of lives, affected a lot of homes. Um, but yeah, to agree and to um, go along with everyone saying, it is has a more sinister, which I think is more more sinister than the virus itself. Is the the government's hand or governments around the world hand in how they've used it to their advantage um, in terms of bringing in a transition, like S mentioned, it's like a, they used it as something to bring in a, a transition into how we operate and live our daily lives. They probably used it as a tester, in my opinion, to see how different countries would handle something of this magnitude. How would people react, uh, people on different, um, uh, in different classes, as we saw, uh, poorer people who <laughs> went a bit crazy, literally fighting each other for for basic necessities like toilet paper. Um, obviously, the the rich they stockpiled already. They they already have their contingencies in place. So I think yes, it's something that affects the body, but the powers that be, quote unquote used it as something to affect the minds of the world in terms of uh, using it as a tool for control. Yeah, that's what I've got to say about why. That's what I think COVID-19 is. Okay, interesting. Um, so I have to echo what most of you have said on this about, obviously, it's affected a lot of people. And um, in many ways, some people have fallen ill from it, recovered. Some people, unfortunately, lost their lives. So... Um, my condolences to, to everyone that's been affected by it. Um, but going back to the question, so it was, what is COVID-19? So when I put that question down, I was thinking, okay, I need to find out what is COVID-19. Put it up, exactly that. What is COVID-19 on the internet? 
And the answer I got from the World Health Organization was COVID-19 is an infectious disease caused by a newly discovered coronavirus. So I'm like, right, that doesn't explain nothing to me because I thought it was the same thing. So I've then put in, what is coronavirus? And hopkinsmedicine.org came up with a different answer. So it was coronavirus by type of viruses. There are many kinds, which some may cause disease, some may not. A newly identified um, coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, which is what it is at the moment, as in the pandemic. Sorry, did you say the Hopkins Medical? Yeah, the hopkinsmedicine.org. That was their definition of it. All right, so I then wanted to look deeper into, like most of you said, for me, there's a lot of questions. Do I believe it's real? Yes, I believe it's real, 100%. I'll give you my reason why I believe that in a second. But I wanted to really understand how it came about. So I went online. Are you to um, uh, jump on the back of that? You said SARS-CoV-2. Yeah. Dash two, yeah? Mm-hmm. That's that's very interesting. You said that um, because that's apparently, as you said, that is a new strain. Mm-hmm. Now, when I hear new strain, I think where what's so what's the old strain? And uh, I don't. I've done a little bit of research into that as well. And apparently, this is a as you said, T. This is a new coronavirus. There's old um, coronavirus. And one of the other previous ones is called IBV. Now, I don't know if you've heard of IBV, but that stands for infectious bronchitis virus. And apparently that only exists in birds. So what that is saying is, and these are, these, these are developed in laboratories, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is not a naturally occurring virus. This is not something that just came out of the earth by itself um these are developed viruses um now i asked the question why was there a developed virus in the first place so just see just before you uh jump on and because that was obviously you were speaking and just to echo what you were saying Kay, just going back to that event 201 the simulation that they done like six weeks before it was announced to the world as an actual world uh pandemic uh, the, path- the pathogen and the disease, it, and I'm reading from an actual uh, official statement. Links will be in the description. Uh, the pathogen and the disease it, um, it causes were modelled largely on SARS, but it's more transmissible in the community uh, setting by people with mild sim- symptoms. So in that simulation, the pathogen and the disease it cause- causes were, that was modelled, modelled, like, like, really, like, yeah. Very interesting. So I agree with what you were saying and I'll shed some light on more what I've done in terms of my research. So I looked at on YouTube, there's this um, channel called the, the Epoch Times. They touch on, you know, controversial stuff. So this researcher went to try and war to a few virologists, they're called, where the, the, the scientists that actually research viruses. And they were going back as to when it actually started 
and whether it started at a seafood market, like they said, right? And what they found was, one, it didn't start at a seafood market because they said it came from bats. There were no bats found at the seafood market, right? When they dug deeper into it, they actually then found out there was three papers published in China by a Chinese scientist who was trying to make a link from these bats that had the, the COVID-19 virus in them yep. and to how they could be transmitted into species, right? She published three papers. Like I said, it's called the Epoch Times documentary. You can go on YouTube, look it up. It will go in detail. It's about an hour long, but it will go in full details of how this, to me, smells fishy. So they said she published, the first paper where she published was she was looking at the virus and how it could eventually be able to infect humans. But first of all, like you said, Ems, they were looking at pigs and other animals to start with, right? And then she published another one to conclude their findings. Then another one, in 2015 that was the last paper and when they traced back to the patients the, the ground zero patient had no links to Wuhan seafood market and as the case is built up 14 of the 32 no sorry 14 of the 41 first patients had no ties to the market either Right, so to me, then straight away, I'm like, okay, so the narrative that we were sold about it started from people eating bats changes things. And the thing is, what I'm hearing from that as well is that that's such a this is what people use in general as a it's called deflection, isn't it? Yep. When 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 you don't want someone to put a spotlight on you, you deflect the conversation to wherever that isn't where you are or where you don't want the spotlight to be shined on. Now, what I will do is make a similarity in terms of causation. I'm going back to Ebola. What did they say was the number one carrier and the cause of Ebola becoming a epidemic? What was the cause that was being thrown out there? It was, it was bats as well, wasn't it? Oh, oh really? Really? Mm-hmm. And who was eating the bats, apparently, that caused this? The Africans. Oh, okay. Strange. Now suddenly it's bats that were being eaten by who? By the Chinese. By Ch- oh, so- really? And who, 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 on them both occasions, who told you it was Africans and Chinese eat, eat, um, eating down bats? Across the media. Yeah, the British media. But who- yeah. But let me let me let me let me let me expagorate on that. That's what I'm saying. So let me expagorate on what I was saying. Um, and then they done even they dug even deeper. So they were saying for the virus to naturally transmit into species, it would have to mutate itself, right? Because what's what can infect other animals can't infect human beings because obviously our biological systems are different. But they found that some of the some of the enzymes in, in the virus was 100% identical to those that were found in the bats, which could only mean reverse engineering. 
it was no way possible naturally for this to happen except reverse engineering that was the only way so are, for are you me able to explain a little bit about for the viewers uh what reverse engineering might entail reverse engineering is where it's, it's being developed in the lab where they've added um other variables the right, yeah other variables to to make it possible to to transmit into to humans mm. Mm. right there was no way possible except reverse engineering let's understand that mm. Yeah. Mm. right so then to me it then goes in i, said, I don't know if I, I can't make up my mind whether it was the the british media or the politics or whatever it was but for me i have a lot of questions which speaks conspiracy in my mind Whoa. because the what they said about the the chinese the numbers that came out the chinese weren't, weren't being transparent about how the infection was going on there and the fact that it was only in one region in Wuhan that's where it was but then he managed to affect the entire world but in china itself other regions didn't get affected Mm-hmm. And j- also just about I, I don't want to keep being that guy that keeps referring back to something But I actually think Because there was something simulated It's probably good to kind of keep referring back to that To actually match what you guys are saying um, That actually happened in, since the, it is announced um, Just so you can see the similarities um, you, uh, you guys touched on something about the media um, there, was, there was seven recommendations in this simulation, Event 201. I'm going to keep saying that because it's, it's, it's actually, as we talk, and just for transparency for the viewers, like we haven't had this discussion before. Like this is, we're coming to the table just with our own thoughts and feelings. This wasn't kind of preconceived. I need to kind of make that clear. Point seven of the seven recommendations, I'm not going to go through all of them because that's too, that's too much time, but point seven of the recommendations in this simulation is Governments and the private sector should assign a greater priority to developing methods to combat myths and disinformation prior to the next pandemic response. So what does it to you got like what does that mean to you? To me, it means like they're already preparing of how to kind of, as we said, cover up, as as we said before, try to deflect, try to kind of maybe uh, direct people in the wrong way. So that that's that's already a recommendation of how they're simulating this whole thing and just before um and i'm gonna sit back for a little bit because i know i've been speaking a lot but this is actually really infuriating me actually because it's, it's been in our faces all this time uh t you mentioned about some of the research that you've done and just to back up on onto that it, part of this simulation among the selected players as they were called was uh the professor george fu gayo uh, who, is a, who is the director of the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention since 2017. <laughs> yeah, he was mentioned. He was mentioned in that video. Yeah. yeah. His, yeah. Speci- his specialization includes research on influenza virus, uh, interspecies transmission, so basically a host jump. Uh, he's also interested in virus ecology, especially the relationships between influenza virus and the migratory birds or live poultry markets and the bat-derived uh, virus ecology and molecular biology um, and it just goes on to say professor uh, Gayo was was joined among others at the panel by the former deputy director of the CIA during the Obama term Avril Haines she also served as Obama's assistant to the uh, president and principal deputy national security advisor uh, so 
the plot is thickening. The plot is thickening. Too many connections, too many, too many links, uh, too many people involved in the simulation that actually pop, pop, pops up when it actually it is the real pandemic. I don't know, man. I need another drink. <laughs> so, so going back to what I said, I, I believe this was real. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. That's it's something that obviously I've, I've put on the back of my mind, but I thought, you know, do you know what? It's a good time to, to bring it up because I was one of the unfortunate people, but also fortunate enough that my mum got ill from this. Um, she's a frontline worker. She got Condolences, Ill. brother. I can't condolences. Well, not condolences because she ain't gone. Well, she survived. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's the word but, I'm looking for. <laughs> um, so if I'm if I'm being real, like when when she got ill, she's a frontline worker. She was an NHS. They just she rang up. Yeah, you got the symptoms. Self isolate. Right. Now, bearing in mind, the government was screaming that they're giving test kits to to NHS. My mom could not get one because they said they weren't available as yet. Just to add to how this thing, to me, is more personal than some of you might be. The government was screaming on the news. I'm watching the news. I'm hearing the government saying they've got test kits coming through. NHS will be tested. And I've got my mum at home being told, all you got to do is self-isolate. She had self-isolated for about over a week, about nine days, and then it got worse. Now, bear in mind, I couldn't go and see her. All I could do was FaceTime her, all right, just to check in. That's horrible, man. That's deep. That's deep. Right? Now, she gets worse. She rings in um, Trevor One. They then said, okay, they're going to send an ambulance. So I've driven off. My mom doesn't leave half of me. I've driven up. I've got there. I can't get into the house, so I'm stood across the road. Right? An ambulance pulls up. They go in, fully kitted out. And after about five minutes, my mum walks out. I can't even touch her. I can't get close. I can't even go to the hospital with her. Right? I know there are people that have lost their loved ones, and I can only imagine what they went through. Because I'm not going to lie to you boys. What that felt like that time was crazy. It was, you will feel helpless to say, that's, that's your loved one there, ill. You can't touch them. You can't do nothing. You can't even get close to them. Anyway, she gets in the ambulance. The ambulance drives off. And you're hearing in the background numbers of people dying every day. The news is running around saying this and that to a point where I had to switch off the news. I didn't want to watch the news. I didn't want to know anything because in my mind, the last image out of my mom was her getting into an ambulance. And I didn't think she would make it. Believe it or not. Yes, I prayed or, or speak to the family. And I was, as the oldest son, you were expected to hold the fort. And I was doing that for everyone around me, my family ringing and everyone else. But in my mind, I was petrified. Mm. Right? More so petrified to the fact that I wasn't by her side when she was ill. God forbid, if anything had happened, that was going to be the biggest regret I would have had. That wasn't your fault, though. Like that, that, I know, that, that power I, was now, taken out now, of your hands, big man. Now I know that wasn't my fault, 
But I'm just letting you know that other people who have unfortunately lost their loved ones, mm. they probably have that in their mind. Yeah. So I don't take this conversation lightly. Nope. Mm. Because to me, when I see things like this and I, and I do research, like you said, we all just got together here today. I've been doing my own research, everyone has. And we have this conversation and we realize this may not be as natural as they said it was. 100%. I am bitter about it because it I almost home. lost my mom, my stepdad got ill too. Almost lost both of them, right? So my mom's a frontliner worker, so obviously she, she, she brought you home. So this to me, I, I am bitter about it. You know what, because, Tia, how do you, how does it really hit home when we talk about the possibility of this not being a natural causation um, and then how it's impacting your personal home life? Like, how does that really sit home hearing this new information that's coming out and that they, that if this is true, then what it means that the, that, I'm trying to say this in the best way possible for everyone hearing as well. Um, if this is true, that this was some way formulated and planned by, I guess, world thinkers, mm-hmm. that the outcome that they knew that deaths would occur on large scale. And there has to be a disconnect from emotion that they have, if this is true, towards people such as your mother and how it will impact their loved ones too. All I can tell you is oh, I am bitter about it. On, on one side, I'm grateful that I was fortunate enough that, you know, she went in the hospital for six days. Um, she recovered. She came back home. She's still not 100% because apparently you can never recover 100% from it. That's how bad it was. Um, but bitter is not even the word. To know that people would actually go to these extreme measures for an experiment. Playing with other people's lives. Yeah. This is is life that we're talking about. Maybe whether it was China doing it as a warfare, whether it was the whole world thinkers doing it as an experiment, I do not care. What I care about is it affected my loved ones. Mm -hmm. And that's the deepest part. And that to me, that's the deepest part. So yeah, I'm sorry it made down the conversation, but no nah, man, that's that's real. It's that's real. It, or I have to be real and then just say how it is because a lot of people got affected by this. You're yeah. talking the COVID when situation I looked, brought your mom, brought you. It's all one step away from my man. Hundred percent. You're talking forty-five thousand three hundred people dead so that's far. Mad. That's, that's forty-five thousand three hundred in the UK. Yeah. The chances of one of us knowing one person who has someone who has died are very high. I've got a friend of mine whose mom's friend passed on because of this. So when you're hearing that and your own mother is in hospital, or you're hearing death numbers just going up and the media is going crazy about it because all they were speaking about was death, 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 death. They were not talking about the number of people that recovered. Mm. It didn't yeah, that's a good point, hope. you know. That them things weren't weren't really in the mainstream. Not that, like hearing that though, T, that has that does bring it home because 
Was... It's affected. It's affected. Like obviously, it's affected a lot of people. But when it's a bit closer to home, when it's one of your brothers, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah, like, I agree. This is this is whoever's pulling the strings is affecting my people emotionally. This is this is a whole different feeling now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. It's a lot more poignant. Yeah, uh, definitely. And one of so, your own. A hundred percent. I just want the, the viewers and listeners to, to know that we don't take this conversation lightly. No. Some people may think, oh, we're conspiracy and that jobs. We, we're not taking this lightly. We have done our research. We've got questions. Of course. Of course. And, and the um, answers are not adding up. It's not. And going back to what Jay said about, uh, just mentioned about the government maybe having a part to play. Um, Let's let's just say hypothetically, guys, that this was something that was the strings were being pulled, uh, as well, I've alluded to to this simulation. They failed on so many aspects of it. So if you're talking about um, was it is it called uh, is it um, PPE like the equipment is it PPE? Am I is that right? Yeah, thing? PPE. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, right, man. I had a family. I had a family member that got coronavirus that worked directly in. Uh, care homes and the PPE equipment wasn't available um, and she got five kids uh, but one what, another one of the recommendations and this is where they ha there has been a failure is that this, the recommendation was for this uh, simulation was government should provide more resources and support for the, uh, the development and surge manufacturing of vaccines therapeutics and di diagnostics that will be needed during a severe pandemic now, did they do that? Did nope. the government? There you go. So that's a failure there. That's why people. Yeah, and that was going to say, as you said, that was recommended as well. Yeah. But the no, we don't. Is, we don't um, take this lightly. We don't take this lightly at all. It's a madness considering that the world knew about this. England knew about this way before it got serious like this, and we we had the opportunity to learn from other countries. We had the opportunity. And nothing was taken seriously until the numbers started to skyrocket, man. And that, and that is scary, isn't it? Because that, that kind of reeks of the touch of the deliberate. Yep. If you remember, one of the top scientists said if we had gone into lockdown a week earlier, the number of deaths would have been halved. Yes. Oh, yep. 100%. I, remember that. I, believe, I believe that's all to do with economics and what the, what the country could have dealt with with that, with this whole this whole furlough scheme is costing like billions. So what the country could have dealt with was not what it, not what it should have been. So they had everyone working out there for another couple of weeks. We were behind other countries with um, the the R rate and things like that. So we went in. They thought we went in at the right time, but figures are showing that we went in too late, man. We went in but that, too late. That just shows you that the mentality they put money mm -hmm. over people's lives. And when you think about the people who have been affected, it's people who are either working class people. It's really, 100%. if you look at it, the people middle class and, the, and working class, the people that are holding this country up. So the fact you're going to risk their lives for an extra week of money. Yeah, but even now, let's, let's, let's yeah. look at it even now. The reason why they have eased the lockdowns and relaxed the rules is not because the hour is down. Let's be real. 
it's because the economic is, yeah. is suffering. Like, yes. Suffering, yep. It is suffocated at the moment. Definitely, so for economic purposes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got different cities that have gone back into lockdown, Leicester, for example, Mewton Keynes, and some parts in London. Mm-hmm. This is not about care to me. They're looking at their economy and thinking, well, naturally, anyway, the conservative, they've always been like this. Well, it's all about thought, making money. I thought this was about care, because if you go outside your house and clap for the NHS, it, it, every, every, everything's, every, everything's all, all right, yeah? Everything's all Listen, right. Listen, that whole thing was a joke. I saw two, not, not being disrespectful, I, I saw two paramedics come off an ambulance with one of those plastic PPEs that you see in, in restaurants or people that work behind McDonald's and gloves and a face mask. That's all they had. Walking in, in a house where they knew there was a patient with COVID-19. The thing is, yeah, all I know is this, and this might be a very, I know this will be an unpopular view because I, I walk the street, I see the many windows with the rainbow drawings that their kids have done stuck onto their window and all stuff like that. And when an ambulance go past, people go out there and clap, clap, clap their NHS. How's that going to help? I don't understand why people don't understand this. This is just a show of, I guess it's a placebo effect. It makes you feel better. It doesn't make that paramedic who's got to get up and risk his or her life. It doesn't make the NHS worker, the nurse, even the cleaners, down to the cleaners in the hospital. It doesn't make their life safer. You coming out and clapping does nothing, man. You coming out and drawing rainbows does nothing. Yes, there's, no, a, there's no power a, in that. You're right. It's a smokescreen. It's a smokescreen to make people feel better about themselves. Yes. Yes, man. And we need to get ourselves out of that. Now, what I guess, what is the answer then? Well, the answer isn't clapping. The answer isn't drawing uh, pictures. We know that, yeah. just logically, we, we just know that doesn't actually impact any, anything. The answer is supporting NHS staff members who risk their lives daily by doing what? Then they should have better pay, more funding and better equipment to keep themselves safe so they can do their job more effectively. That's the answer. Now, <laughs> but did you down. see the news? Did you see the news this week? Please tell me. Well, they haven't even given the pay rise to the nurses and all the frontline workers. Oh, but we can clap though. Yeah, I believe in... Uh, we can draw a rainbow, mind, though. Our, our Prime Minister said, I don't believe in gesture, I believe in action. So you went out and clapped for the NHS, and then when it came to pay rises, you didn't give him none. Right? That's one. Two, mm. parking for the NHS. Right? They were protesting. Suspend the parking so we can at least be at the hospital. Most times that got done two weeks. And then after that, they put back the parking charges for the NHS stuff. The people that are helping your country to get back on their feet, you're still charging them daily rates to park their cars to do their job. So much for caring. So much for wanting to act. Like you said, putting rainbows and clapping for on Thursday, it doesn't help. What's the population in the UK? I'm not sure, but I'm sure we're... Millions and millions, right? If all of us were to say a pound each, just a pound each, sacrifice a month, how much do you think that would pump into NHS? If we really want to act. If we're really talking about acting. But 
we have to make sure that that money is put into the correct place because I've seen there's corruption in this game, yeah? And when we're talking about the populace of the UK giving a pound each, that's going to perk a lot of people's AM tension. It's going to perk their attention. There's a lot of people in the medical field who are about that money. Let's not even get into the pharmaceutical companies and how they deal with things, yeah? So when we're talking about that level of money, how are we going to directly get that to the ground workers? Because it's always the ground workers that miss out. It's the top CEOs and the directors and that they get the money to disseminate and they take the biggest cut. How are we going to get the ground workers in and step up their level? Because as far as I'm con con concerned, if ground workers aren't being treated fairly, as you say, they have to pay, they have to, pay to park at their own place of, of, of work then to come out onto the street to help people who are dying from a virus that they could catch and take home to their family. And yet all we can do is come out on the street and, and I'm clap and draw, draw a rainbow. Yeah. And then when it's the time for our so-called prime minister, I say so-called because he's not mine. He's not mine. Take it however way you want. To the time for him to act, he, he um, doesn't act. So what, what does that say about him really caring? And I think... That whole situation speaks to a greater problem that we have in society in terms of we would take something as the media or whoever came, whoever came up with this viral thing of clapping for the NHS, yeah? We would rather take that as action than, than putting the people who have the true power to holding them accountable. Do you know what I mean? we rather go outside and clap than actually protesting in front of 10 Downing Street saying, listen, we, our nurses need this, um, our, pa our paramedics need this. We, we would rather clap mm. than, than to hold actual people who can make a difference in these people's lives, who are risking their lives, accountable. And I think that speaks to the greater, the brainwashing of society that this pandemic has um, brought to light. That we are, as, as a society, we are brainwashed. We would accept these things than over doing what, what actually is right. It was playing on the people, it was playing on the public's emotions, it, especially involving like the clapping and the rainbows and especially when you're involving kids now. It brings up an emotive thing where it then becomes a, an event. Like, I, I can honestly say, and this isn't because I don't value what the NHS do and have done, but I've, I never once went out to clap, but I have my own personal reasons for that. But I know a vast majority of the country, up and down the country, did. Um, because it was an emotive thing. When you're, don't get me wrong, when you're out there and you're seeing your neighbours that you probably don't really, wouldn't have spoken to if this, if you wasn't in lockdown, they're all outside clapping, banging pots and pans and stuff like that. It does bring up like a sense of like togetherness, like, come on, let's, let's be real. Like, we're all human. We understand like what those type of things do. It brings yeah, brings I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, exactly what you mean. One hundred percent sense of community and all that. So, but and but does that again, sorry, just sorry to cut you, but does that come from maybe you've had an experience with the NHS, um, childbirth, family member being put but, uh, through the NHS and coming out the other end and having positive results, and you think, okay, cool. Yeah, do you, do you know what I mean? I reckon That's a lot. I, I reckon a lot of. I, I think everyone has prob probably has had an experience where it involves the NHS in their life, mm -hmm. whether it be family, anything like that. Like, let's, let's be real. Like sure. you can't, you can't get away from it. You can't get from illness. You can't get away from cancer, all of those things. So yes, it is an emotive area to talk about and to kind of think, you know what? I remember when 
my mum got through something. I remember when my uncle, like, it's just, like I said, it's an emotive thing, but yeah. when, you, when you mix emotion with fear, and I'm going to quote um, David Icke on this, he says, fear is the currency of control. And I, yeah. I, I, that is so true because you can, if, you can, if someone is fearful of something, or if you've got a group of people that are fearful, you, they're easier to control. So for the most, say for that the most one more time, for you could um, slow that down for the listeners, man. This is a fear deep. is the currency of control, and that's not my quote. Fear is the currency, currency of control. Hear that? Fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I, I think the clapping, um, and I understand like with young ones and whatnot, especially when they're out of school, like just to trying, just. Put some to me, sense. that is sick. Some, to use you know, young kids to, to manipulate, to, to shy away from what actually has to be done, to me, it's actually sick. Yeah but, yeah, but that's what I mean. But the kids are out of school, so they're, they're, just think about their mental... And I've, I've been in the house like for however yeah. long, especially with own school and stuff like that. Like you, you've seen the impact it's had on children. Like, what the hell is going on? They're too young to comprehend everything. Yes, they're away from school, but after a while, it becomes, okay, I want to go back to school. Like to, school, to take yeah. that away, like there's, there's no other generation that has probably in, since the war, maybe, um, where, to go through this. where they've had been out of school for such a long period of time. So, doing, now, doing, yeah, the war and Spanish flu, yeah, yeah. So, so, the most recent time, probably the Second World War, I'd say. It's quite, so if someone, someone leave a comment in the comments section if I'm if there's something more recent, please let us know. But what I'm saying is that with all that emotion going on with young children and also the parents think about all of us what we had to all the adjustments that we've had to make some more than others stress having people around the house so doing those little things actually probably for a lot of people is just a bit of a release to go out and just do something get just get out of the house basically because there was 100%. a there was a time when we couldn't literally leave the house apart from the odd occasion to do like a hour run so that was a sense yeah, just yeah. to just to get out but once again, was that controlled? Probably. Right, right. For me, when, when, when I realised, I have to echo what Jay said, when I realised like how much we had been brainwashed to a point where the government would dictate, dictate everything we do was when the craze for toilet paper went on. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> That's when, for me, the penny dropped. Dropped like, exactly that. Boom. So people have gone mental over toilet paper. Nowhere else said toilet paper. Yeah. That's like when you, I realized. Like you like, can't go and wow. take a shower to, to clean your body. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, wow, we are being controlled. That's when I realized yeah. there's something way, way more at play here. I, I had to I'll jump on the back of that because... You're right. There was no toilet paper around, and I, I remember having. To, I remember. <laughs> I remember we, don't do, I, we don't do poos anyway. We don't do poos no, anyway. No, so no, of course we don't. Of course we don't. But I remember having to. I remember. <laughs> I remember having to drive to another town because there was. Wow. I'm done. There was I'm nothing. Done. There was. There was nothing in the, the the town that I lived in. I had to drive to another town. But couldn't you do some kitchen roll? No, I think that's uh, known to block up toilets. But True. Um, and you might have no. a sore backside, but you know, yeah, very much so. Very, yeah, but 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 the, the bottom line is, it was there was such a drought in that area. That you, had to, you know, literally um, had to 
drive to another town. Unbelievable. But for me, I, I just want the, the viewers and listeners to, to actually comprehend what we're saying here. They pushed a narrative of toilet paper and we went mental for it. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if you're trying to control the world and you see you've put a narrative for something as trivial as toilet paper and people go berserk. What are you thinking? You're laughing. You're like, right, I've got you. Because I can say and push whatever I want and you will lap it up. And, no, push, here's the price, thing. and push the prices up. Of no, commodities. Yep. Here's the yep. deep thing in, in terms of what all you lot are saying from what R said to what T said to what M said, S said and J said, yeah. Now we're hitting home now, ain't we? We're hitting that home run now. Now we're really delving deep into this social experiment aspect of it. And oh. I want to just say to the viewers, yeah, don't buy into the terminology of society in terms of the word conspiracy. A conspiracy, when someone says that, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, what does that do to your psyche? You've already preconceived that whatever information you're about to hear is dismissive or can be easily dismissed. So don't buy into that. Just because we say the term conspiracy theory, don't allow that to trigger certain aspects inside your brain which you link to ideas and theories that can easily be dis, um, dismissed yeah really understand what we're saying here and do your research yeah what this is I speaking love, I to love conspiracy theories to be I, I love any information that is valid yeah that's what i love yeah um now what this is speaking to is social control now just like t said about the, the toilet paper what i saw in people was separation that's what I saw in people. When this whole pandemic started and people said, oh, you've got to get your pasta. You've got to get your um, toilet paper. You've got to get your rice. You've got to get all your tin foods and that. Guess what everyone done? They went with their shopping trolleys and swarmed the supermarkets, which done what? Pushed up their profit rating. Which done what? Made you see your next door neighbor as your competitor. Not your neighbor that you live by. You can borrow a bit of, of um, sugar, borrow a bit of milk. I know I'm probably going back old school now. Yeah, but the premise is still the, the, the premise is that we're now all individuals and I only care about my house and home. And if my house and home don't have rice and pasta and toilet roll, yeah? I'm going to take yours. I guarantee I'm going to take yours. And guess what that does? That splits the, uh, con- not only the con- consumer, but the civil people, which does, 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 which does what? If you split the civil people, you protect the governmental figures. Because it takes a, it takes 100%. people who are integrated as one to take on a um to, to to take on governmental figures, yeah. It takes people integrated. You need to be two two um together. You need to move against a government as one if you don't like something. But what they've done, they've proven that we are separated people, and they proved it by bloody toilet roll. Are you kidding me? I think. So what, so what <laughs> have we learned? What have we learned from this man? Boom. By by splitting the people, you also create anarchy as well. Yeah, and you can see that it's evident. Everyone's got social media these days. Everyone's a reporter. So I mean, you see someone arguing in the um, supermarkets, in the supermarkets, and that. Oh, so no one's look, calling for help. Literally everyone, will, everyone will pull out their phone. Yeah, people are, people and, and just to echo, like in the supermarket over toilet roll, and it like everyone saw the videos, the vines, the the memes. Like it was just like it was like we got an announcement on the telly saying this is your last chance because yeah. after, after that, this is it. That's how people were behaving. 
Exactly. But, and just to echo what, yeah. what Kay said about if we look at this, the, the supermarkets before all of this happened, remember they were struggling. Yeah. Remember, some of them were going to merge as one. Some of them were going to cut jobs. Tesco, for example, I remember they were in a bad place. If you look at their books now. As does in Sainsbury's, they're looking to merge as well, weren't they? Under yeah. Walmart. Yeah. If, if you looked at their books now. Yeah, of course. Which is what goes back to the beginning when you, your first initial question, when I said, I'm looking at this a little bit different and to how it's a behavioural norm now. Like, people exactly. now but, are, 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 are learning new ways and it goes back to what Kay said, it's a whole separatism thing and now you're, now you're in competition with your neighbour. Exactly. Those, seeds, those seeds have been planted now. In my belief, those seeds have been planted now. And them seeds have been proven to be fruitful. Fruitful. Thank it you. Took, it took only toilet paper for me to now look, look to now to, to now look at you as you know what, yeah, my life matters more than yours, you know. So Yeah, hundred percent. Even though I only need one bag of rice, I'm gonna take six. Yeah. And all those behaviors that we are we are speaking about, and I am gonna go down this direction just for me. I don't need anyone else to kind of jump on it because I think how I feel about it. I have my own kind of views, but all the behaviors that we are speaking about, about seeing your neighbor as your competitor, greed, basically, they are all direct uh, contradictions to what, for me, from a biblical aspect, in terms of what is taught and how we're supposed to be as people from a biblical aspect. And not everyone's going to agree with it because everyone has their own thoughts and feelings. But for me, that is telling me something else as well. Mm -hmm. 100%. I'll leave it there. 100%. Right. To, to just bring it back to um, the course, so to speak, I've got another burning question. And I know this one will be quite an interesting one as well to conversate with you boys. But how do we feel about the research that came out, them saying black people were four times more likely to, to be infected by COVID-19? Oh, listen, who's going first, man? Because I'm about I'll to, go. I don't mind. I'm about to lift some shots on this one, man. This is a... This is a I'm about to lick some shots on this one, man. Go on, you go. You go. Nah, you someone go. better go first because I'm about to lick some shots. If I may stop you on there, hold your thoughts. Let's go for a little break. Get some drink because I definitely did. Are you going to do this to the people, man? I like that. 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 I see you did it. I see you did it. I like that. Keep our emotions in check and come back to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.